0: is maddie and my name is scout and we are the sisters i r l and you know mads i was on a podcast earlier today as a guest spiritual podcast you would have loved it and oh she just on totally on brand for me totally on brand for you it's yeah totally on brand and she was asking me she's like I just keep coming back to the fact that you work with your sister people are so interested in the fact that we work together yeah it is definitely the number one question we get asked and our answer is the same every single time as sister. So let's just say it once and for all, for anyone who wants to ask us what it's like to work with your sister. Basically, it's it's bittersweet because there's aspects of it where there's no bullshit. And if you have a sister or any type of sibling, then you know this. There is a sense of no bullshit, get to the point, cut through the chase, not really Um, needing to sugarcoat things. And in a typical work setting, when you have colleagues, when you have people that you work with, you, you know, will kind of tiptoe around a situation, make sure not to hurt their feelings and, you know, communicate with them in probably a more thought out and intentional way. Whereas with a sisterly relationship and a familial relationship, all those boundaries are kind of broken down for better or for worse. I think it's helped us get shit done quicker for sure. But it also has proven to provide obstacles in terms of communication styles, uh, especially when we started taking OKSIS seriously as a business. As many people know, Scout and I have very, very different work ethics and styles. Not one is better than the other, but they are very different. So what we've had to learn as sisters is, and and partners basically in this business and venture is, is to respect each other's work styles and try to collaborate effectively. Yeah, you said it beautifully. I think that Mads and I were voice noting earlier today, and we had to hop on a call today, because I think that in working with Mads, because she's my sister, sometimes I don't bring my best self to the table, because I feel as if I don't have to, because she's my sister. But in that, what happens is that sometimes the communication can be disrespectful or not really super mindful of the other person or cross a boundary. And so... I think that in the beginning, correct me if I'm wrong, Mads, like OK Sis was so easy because of that. And then as we really build brands and make decisions and like your career is popping off, my career is popping off. We have to remember that when we come together, it's a sacred kind of container of OK Sis, not necessarily like, OK, because you're my sister, I'm just going to like say this in a shitty way. Right. And I think we had to learn that the hard way for sure. But overall, the, the answer is ideal. I don't think it's ideal for everyone, but I think it's ideal for us. No, I think it's very ideal for us. And I think that OK sis has been the biggest personal development business the two of us could have ever done together. I mean, oh, yeah. it is oh, oh, yeah. like I think about what you've done for me personally, professionally, emotionally. It's like you've pulled me out of my comfort zone and allowed me to be so much more free, which to this day I'm still you know, sometimes scares me, but it's, it's like, you've allowed me to see such a silly and joyful side of life, as well as testing me on knowing that my way of doing things is not the only way. Like, we are so alike, and we are so different at the same time that who else Mads, with their sister with their best friend has this many fucking hour long conversations over three years, I I always say this, that it's the biggest scam podcasting. It is an incredible, the biggest, it's an incredible documentation. It's a living journal diary, if you will, an audio formatted diary. I mean, I remember when I voice noted you the other day where I came to this realization because I was just listening to a past OK sis episode and we had recorded a long time ago, but I was listening to it because it had just come out. And I literally had come to a realization that I was in that moment Struggling to remember. So basically what it was, was YouTube, right? And being vulnerable on the internet and really putting yourself out there. What does that mean? This type of complete rawness and shame that can come around really putting yourself on display on the internet. It's a beautiful thing, but it's also a very, very scary thing. And for those that don't do it, don't, you know, understand the type of insecurities that come with that. So I was really struggling. I was like, what, you know, do people think I'm weird that I'm doing this YouTube thing? I'm 27 and do they think I'm weird? Do they think I'm strange? And I went through this whole spiral and then I listened to an OKSIS episode and literally on that episode with Puno, I had said YouTube is going to be something I just do for fun. I'm really excited to hone my video editing skills. I think it will be very silly. It's going to put just like a little bright light into some people's days. And that was it. That was all the intention. And it brought me back to the why. And all that insecurity just floated away. So it's the podcast itself is just such a beautiful documentation of all our thoughts and our conversations and our revelations. It's so special that we have this. Yeah, when I go back and listen to past episodes, I can hear my evolution. I can see where I got triggered, where maybe I don't get triggered now. I can see where my viewpoint was like you know, in this episode, we're going to talk about routines. So we listened to the past routines and there was parts of it that I realized that I was reacting to you because of certain things that I've now emotionally unpacked. So it's so interesting to me. It really, really is. And my major YouTube debut, I suppose, (laughs) happened on Kenzie Elizabeth's blog. Did you watch it? Did you watch it? Fuck no. I just looked on Instagram story and Kenzie was recording me and Mads talking about how bad I smelled and then Kenzie put that on her vlog so I'm grateful that 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 I continuously am published on the internet for things that I truly would not have chosen for my brand you know what we're 360 human beings you know oh we are that we are you know our full authentic whole integrated selves as Lacey Phillips puts it so that's just what we're doing Really, which, by the way, sisters, that episode, we did a pod swap with Kenzie, which is coming soon. Kenzie on our podcast, I was off the rails delirious. Like we were filming it and I just laid down in the middle of the. the reels are gonna be incredible. Oh, it's just gonna be my vagina. I mean, what is it not? You know, I mean, yeah, I guess we could do the vagina sweat situation, but let's do some current fixations real quick before we get into this episode chatting about routines. And the reason I wanted to chat about routines was because, God, it's just a Kenzie-filled episode. We were talking to Kenzie about routines and I realized one of my favorite solo episodes that we've done was about routines over a year ago. And since the pandemic has happened, obviously our relationship to our routine has changed significantly. So I'm really excited. I just want to also say, I was listening to that episode. It was from February, 2020. And I just want to, you know what? I'm going to come out and say something. You know, I'm going to answer our question that we ask every single guest about what you would brag about. I sounded fucking eloquent. Okay. you always sound eloquent. Really? I I think I sound so like intellectually inferior. I feel like I sound dumb. I know that's an insecurity of yours. And it's, it's really, truly, highly untrue. (laughs) I don't know what it was, but I was listening back to that episode. I was like, girl, Mad. you are forming incredible sentences that are just, I mean, like a scholar. Well, you you did graduate from the Marshall School of Business at USC. Oh, God. You Yikes. have been extremely book smart your whole life. We're talking 4.0, sisters. We're talking the 4 to the point to the yeah, O's. We're talking four point 4.5. Don't get it twisted. Well, you know, compared to the 3.7 over here. Um <laughs> <laughs> maybe 3.6 <laughs> anyways i just wanted to shout that out because i'm i'm you know historically i have been bad at taking pride in myself and bragging myself so i just wanted to you know give a little pat on the back of Matt's. Yes, speaking with a very uh, large vocabulary very good we yeah like you it. are quite you are very eloquent you are very very well spoken articulate smart intellectual all of the things truly and oh my god flattering me. and now that i flattered you i need to just tell the sisters what happened to me yesterday in a text message with oh. you <gasps> <laughs> so i get a voice note from Matt. so sisters by the way i'm on tiktok at scout sobel and i need you guys to all follow me and prove maddie wrong right now because this is very important to me i get a voice Uh, note from my sister this is this is what it says i'm gonna do my best impression she says it's a great first start and i just don't think that you should be reciting poetry on your tiktok you sound really husky and like you've smoked a lot of cigarettes and we can work on you being a little bit more approachable. So I'm going to send you a tutorial. Okay. She sends this whole thing. And then I respond back because I have these videos with audio clips in the background of me talking and Mads thinks it's like me recording poetry. I text her back and I go, those audio clips are sound bites from scout podcast. And Maddie just sends me a video of her laughing so hard. I I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. I was, tears were rolling down my face. Cause not only one, was I caught with my pants down <laughs> that I have never listened to Scout Podcasts. <laughs> Two, I literally thought that that was voiceover on TikTok and you were reciting poetry. <laughs> So now I'm convinced that Scout Podcast is just poetry, which is great. We like that for, you know, a podcast uh, strategy. I don't know if that lends itself to TikTok content and is what people are going to relate to. So you still haven't listened to Scout Podcast after this entire, okay, we're good. (laughs) We're good. We're feeling good. We're feeling good about this. So, anyways, sisters, I'm trying to do a TikTok strategy. You know, it's in the works. You know, I'm not a you know, I believe in just getting shit out there and seeing what happens and then fine tuning. I'm working on a vlog right now for the TikTok. Oh, a daily vlog. She's a vlogger. Yeah, you know, I haven't shown my face yet because I'm gonna get my uh get my hair done. And also I got Botox on my forehead, and I kinda need a little bit more here because they arched my eyebrows a little weird. Anyways, that's irrelevant. I'm gonna get my hair done today and I'm gonna Take some more TikToks. Great. So I need you sisters to follow me on TikTok at Scout Sobel, like it all, and comment that you know the poetry is alive, well, and impactful. I just think we can adapt the poetry, okay, to make it more TikTok friendly. That's all I'm saying. And I'm going to give you tutorials. That was what I was trying to convey in the voice note. I'm going to send you some inspiration. So we could just, we just need a shift, just a little shift of the strategy, and then we'll be there. Okay, brand manager, we also had a meeting like a month ago, and you were supposed to come up with a wonderful TikTok strategy. So I'm in the dark. I'm in the motherfucking dark. I know. I apologize about that. Yeah. Yeah. I will. Anyways. Okay. My current fixation. Let's get back on track here. Um... (laughs) my current fixation which has been my current fixation before but i'm going to oh a fix. recycled it's a recycled one. Oh, you um, know how they say like outfit repeater we're a current fixation yeah. repeater oh oh okay call the police call the current fixation police like the yes. fashion police yes um so right now i am binging for the fourth time Fourth time, fourth time, Parks and Rec, and my current fixation is Leslie Nope. Whenever I feel as if I need some cheerfulness in my life, some pep in my steps, some community, some meaning, some inspiration, I watch Parks and Rec and just feel so happy. I don't know what it is about that show. It is my favorite TV show in the world. Again, this is my fourth time going through it, except this time I literally bought every single season on Amazon, so I will have it forever. Don't ask me how much that cost. And I... Leslie nope. I just I don't understand why this show just pierces my heart this much. It makes me feel wholesome and inspired and happy and it's kind of like the 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 show I go to when I just need to relax but I want to feel good. It's just a feel good show. Do you think that Leslie nope suffers from toxic positivity? Sometimes I wonder why she's so positive and then I remember it's a TV show. Oh, but sometimes she is she has been sad. She has been sad in some episodes. I don't think that she suffers from toxic positivity. I think that she is just an abnormally incredible human being. Yeah. I would agree with that. Her and Ben Wyatt. I have the biggest oh my God. biggest you crush know, on him. Uh, biggest crush and every time I watch her and Ben Wyatt I think to myself you know like Mads and I can watch a movie where you know Chris Hemsworth is the boyfriend and he's super ripped and big and like quote unquote hot and we'll be like yeah that's cool and then we'll watch Parks and Rec and Mads and I will be like nah we like Ben Wyatt better like Mads and I you and I have very similar male taste so my boyfriend's gonna kill me kill me for saying this but I told him in the past i'm i'm not a i'm i don't like conventionally attractive men and he was like (laughs) thanks i kind of i mean adam is conventionally quite attractive no i think but i my boyfriend is the handsomest man in the world and that is the point i i don't like i don't look at brad pitt and i'm like my I don't panties either. are wet. Like, I don't understand that. I don't understand it. I don't understand I mean, like, Leo. maybe... I don't maybe understand guys George like Clooney. That. I understand George Clooney. I don't understand. I feel it. like guys like that are good for, like, a one-night rodeo, you know? I don't Just understand like Luke, Luke Evans. I don't... You know, Captain America. I don't I think understand, understand him. think it's, it's Chris Luke Evans. Chris Evans. It's Luke Evans. There's another Luke. I, I think that's a country singer. Okay. Oh! Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't look at I don't look at Captain America or Thor. Yeah. I look at Loki. I'm like attracted to Loki. Oh my god, he has a he has a mullet. It just okay. Whatever. <laughs> not really. No, it's not a mullet. It's literally well, not a mullet. But if you look at the track record of my celebrity crushes, it's Timothy Chalamet and Bill Hader, okay? Yeah. yeah. What do you want from me? (laughs) I don't, I'm not into these like jacked up superheroes. I'm sorry. Yeah, me either. When I see a Ben Wyatt, I watch Ben Wyatt and Leslie Dope. And I, oh, when I see a Ben Wyatt, I love Ben Wyatt so much. Yeah. All right. Wow. Great current fixation. Been there, done that. Thanks for reminding us. The way you feel about Parks and Rec is the way I feel about Friends. One of the most surprising side effects of postpartum for me was that my hair started shedding right around the crown of my head. Now I have these random baby hairs sticking out near my forehead that I just can't figure out what to do with. Yeah, I keep asking you to tame those down, but they seem to be very stubborn. Yes, I know Mads. After a few months of me not seeing improved hair growth, I knew I needed to give my hair some extra strength and support. Enter Nutrafol. I just got the Nutrafol's postpartum supplement, and I'm so excited because I'm committed to supporting my hair health now that I'm postpartum. The next six months is going to be me and Nutrafol. I might not be a mother like Scoutula is, but as you sisters know, we are always on a hair journey here on OK Sister Podcast. I am always looking for a way to up my hair health game. I love Nutrafol because they have a whole body approach, multi-targets. Underlying root causes like stress, hormone fluctuations, and nutrient gaps for visibly thicker and stronger hair. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code OKSIS. Promo code OKSIS15, O-K-A-Y-S-I-S-1-5. Go ahead and treat yourself. From luxurious skincare to meaningful self-care, you deserve it. Also, I didn't know that the sisterhood was so into Parks and Rec uh-uh. in our new communities. Everyone is into Parks and Rec, okay? I if didn't, you're not, I didn't you, know you that. don't have a soul. Well, I didn't know that because when it first came out, it was like the office people versus Parks and Rec people. And then Parks didn't even win, like, any sort of awards, you know, but on Geneva, which is our new community center, it's an app that we hang out with our sisters and text them every single day at every single I can't minute. Get over the community center. Wait, that's my current fixation. Oh, sorry. I was going to plug it seamlessly, but it sounds like we're going to plug it very obviously. Yeah, there's no seamless integration over here. My current fixation is our new community center, Geneva. So if you don't know about Geneva, we announced it on last week's episode. It is a community building app basically think of it like slack but only on your phone and then just like not work related so we are under a home called okay says and then there's various rooms that we talk about different topics so we have like a current fixations room a mental health book club the mazel room dude the mazel tove room is my favorite place on the internet yeah it's popping it is where we celebrate we celebrate big and little wins and the rad women of the sisterhood are just posting left and right hyping each other up That is something that I've always wondered about communities. And when we joined Geneva, I actually spoke with their head of community at the company, Kim Johnson. She is, I mean, spectacular. She was head of community at Glossier and now she just moved to Geneva. And I was talking to her about this and I never understood why on digital communities, it was frowned upon to self promote and to either promote your product or promote an event or your business. And I was like, isn't that the fucking point of being part of a community so that like, you can be interested in each other's ventures and projects and support one another in those? And she said, like, that is so funny you say that. We actually have been looking into that aspect of digital communities a lot because it's very frowned upon. It's usually in every single rules that when you join like a secret Facebook group, it says no promo, no promo, and I get it. Like, I don't want it to feel spammy. I don't want people to just come in, post something and leave. I want them to be engaged but I would never prohibit someone from sharing A business or or a project that they're doing, so she recommended that we kind of rebrand it to have its own room called Mazeltov, and we post big and little wins, and it's just more so of a like a hype room. Yeah, I think it's the kind of the same thing with like leniency in the workplace. Like once it's abused, you have to take it away, which is such a bummer. But I think why it's been so frowned upon is because the community gathering on the digital website has been Facebook, and in Facebook you can't have forums. It's just one spread. And so what I think when you get into a a community group with 20,000 members, and you have a business, you're like, Oh, this is a great opportunity to advertise my business. And then the whole feed gets inundated with business, 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 business. So the best part about Geneva is that we have a room specifically for that so that that kind of stuff doesn't get lost or doesn't overpower the rest of the conversations which i think is the key to us maintaining that aspect because you're right that's the part that we love we you know one of our sisters started a podcast she posted it in there etc one of them has like a, a etsy shop posted in there that's the best we want our community to support our community yeah that's my favorite part about geneva and it's obviously so cute and as i said last week I will promote any platform that prioritizes emojis, and Geneva does just that. Emojis are, I think, the number one feature. The emo- emojis and the GIFs. Yeah, you're obsessed with the emojis. I love, oh my God, I sent a GIF on Slack to Danielle. This is just unbelievable. So Wait, like name a better feeling than finding the most Perfect gif to go with your sentiment. No, but on Slack, you can't pick. You just write a word and they provide you right, one. at random. And so on Slack, you can opt out of X rated ones, which I didn't do. And so I wrote, oh, yeah, you know, backslash jiffy, and then you write your keyword. And my keyword was OY, O Y, right? I was responding to something. My my oh, no. uh oh, no. meme came up of a woman looking, I don't know, whatever, and it said, I have droopy boobs. <laughs> Wait, why was that oi? I don't know. And you know what? You know what? Droopy boobs are oi. Yeah. Uh, I would say oi to droopy yeah, boobs. Yeah, I think that's where the AI came in there. Um, but literally, I'm just saying oi to one of my team members, and a meme shows up that says, <laughs> I have droopy boobs. like what the fuck did you take a screenshot i did take a screenshot there wait okay if there isn't already which i don't even want to say this out loud because if if it isn't already this is the best idea i've ever had making an instagram account or a twitter account of like jiffy slack gone wrong you know what i mean yeah like my droopy boobs (laughs) it's like comments by celebs but for slack gone wrong it's like zillow it's like zillow gone wild what? Which you don't follow Zillow gone wild? Oh my god! Oh, they! It's amazing. There was literally there's a 169 million dollar penthouse apartment available right now in New York. So Zillow gone wild? Oh, it's just like yeah, they just post like crazy. It can either be crazy extravagant or like a weird or a weird room. Like one had all this Nicolas Cage shit in it. Oh, Jesus so it's just Christ. weird unsubscribe. shit. I mean, unsubscribe. I mean, yeah, Nicolas I mean, you Cage. You love Nicholas. Cage. No, you I love don't. love okay. Cage. Oh. I don't love but Nicolas that's, Cage. Uh, that's except, good. That's good. Ooh, no, except I think that now I do. Something in my brain oh, is telling no. me that Adam converted me. But a while ago, I watched National Nicolas Treasure? Cage. in Yes, that's what it was. And now I think I like him. But I watched him in The Wicker something, and it was so frightening. You know, he just kind of creeps me out in general. Like, if I saw Nicolas Cage at night, I think I would walk the other way. That's the general consensus amongst the public. Just like Nickelback sucks. That's also the general. And that's consensus. what I was just going to say. We throw it under the same bucket as Nickelback. So there is, you're living in a weird part of the public. You know, man. I have, I have zero, zero interest in new shit. You know, like I'm typing in. 90s essential rock i want to know the words i don't want to have to learn the words you know that's like goodness lord i gotta like learn words i gotta learn new beats it's a lot of work okay we're gonna we're gonna move swiftly along we, we we know all too well scout that you are living in the past and that you don't have any interest in current events or pop culture but that's okay i do want to say one more thing about geneva if there is, if you need any more incentive to join geneva we just posted all our merch designs for our next merch line and let me tell you they are fire they are so look at you. Uh, yeah, so we just, they're really, we, really bad. We just dropped them in the random room. So when you join, go to random and like scroll a little up and you'll see all the photos. They are incredible. So be sure to join us there. Okay, let's get into this episode. As we mentioned, we re-listened to our February 2020 episode about routines and rituals. Um, I first want to call out two things. One, I promoted our Twitter, which was very uh, pertinent timing because yesterday I went on a Twitter bit on the okay podcast twitter uh once a year i go on there and then i just kind of like word vomit all over it and i just really respect people who can think in tweets i think it's an amazing skill i envy it i think It, it really is it really is the people on twitter are fucking smart okay like they are witty they are observational Like, how do you put that great content in such a small little phrase? So I just want to for all the tweeters out there, I I see you. I don't think I'm one of you, but I see you. I think you could be if you wanted to be. It seems like a lot. My brain is like kind of, you know, your brain gets exhausted by TikTok. My brain gets exhausted by Twitter. Yeah, I hear that. Also, when I was listening back, which is kind of sounds crazy, but let me know if you had this experience. We were talking about routines as if like no one was fucking talking about routines. And I feel as if actually that conversation a year and a half ago wasn't as prominent as it is today. I... We spearheaded the morning routine conversation? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we did. I think we were uh, on the pulse. I think we were uh, trend setting, forecasting, oh, yeah. trend forecasting. Oh, my God. Scout, I, I hate to tell you, but. The morning routine chatter has been around much longer than us talking about it in 2020. I know, but it's. I felt like when we were talking about it, we were talking about it as if it was this new content idea that people were doing. If oh. that makes sense. Do you not know the old age tale of? So all of you guys were at is asking me to tell you my morning routine. Like that's the number one most. Oh, I thought that I thought that was skincare routine. Well, there's that. Okay, so maybe yeah, no, but morning routine people request a lot. Yeah, that's true. Regardless, we're gonna give it to you. Okay, so my morning routine really hasn't changed. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. I had one more thing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One more thing. Sorry. I know we're we're gonna really have to speed through this next part. But you mentioned that that you get texts from Gary V. So I just wanted to like make sure. Year later, I want to do a little wellness check. Do you still text him back? I don't text him back. I still get his text and, and I get Ed my Let's texts. So I get Gary and Ed's texts. Okay, but you are no longer responding to the text. No, because it, they stopped kind of being text messages and they started being links out and I I don't want the link out. I want the I want the motivational, you know, morning chipper thing. Got it. Yep yeah it was just so funny because you uh, a year ago you said you were texting him back um to which I said, I think it's funny that I'm still signed up for his text messages over a year later I mean I'm signed up for David Dobrik's text messages and my heart he has text a- messages yeah every celebrity has it it's a community it's called the app is called community and every celebrity has it and every time I see David Dobrik's name on my text message my heart flutters because then i freak out and i'm like wait do i actually know david dobrik and then i remember that i'm signed up for his community Dude, it happens to me all the time i'm like whoa and my leg got my number yeah and then I remember <laughs> that's a great app it really does make you think that they're they're texting just you Yeah. Um, okay so. great so that's good we love that we love that wellness check all right let's go through our routines should i go first yeah sure go for it okay so Let's start with the morning, because that's a good, that's always a good way to start. I wake up, okay? I drink a large glass of water. This is so funny, because when I was listening to the year-ago routine, I'll tell you the little, like, little differences, but for the most part, it's pretty similar. Drink a large glass of water, and then as my coffee is brewing, and I know that you are like, I need coffee the second I wake up, it has to be done in the... Okay, I just, I let it take five minutes to brew. Okay. While, while I do other things. So a year ago, I was drinking decaf because I would drink coffee later in, in the day. Now it's like back to like full calf, of course. Um, so while I'm waiting for it to brew, I start doing morning pages. And it's funny because I also mentioned something about morning pages last year, where I would just kind of journal freeform, but I forgot that I had done that. So it's very interesting that I've come and come back to that practice. And it's not necessarily the very strict Julia Cameron artist way type of morning pages. I think I just do one page and it's literally brain dump. It's just thoughts thoughts being poured onto a page just to kind of get them out of my head and then into like a more tangible form. Then I have my first cup of coffee with my vital proteins, collagen powder. It's like a creamer that you put in there with oat milk. And then my second cup is with oat milk. All right. After that, every morning I'll switch off between a business or a self-improvement book. Yeah. What time are you waking up? So this is interesting because it varies from day to day. It just really depends when my workout is. And with the pandemic, it's definitely later than I used to wake up because I can kind of work out later in the day or like I can sleep in a little more, which is nice. So I'm probably waking up around six or seven. OK. Any more questions from the audience? Uh, no, just really trying to get into the details. I'm trying to pretend that I'm you. Yeah, the minutia. Oh, we also didn't put the disclaimer, which I thought was really smart of us last time. Just so you guys know, these routines that we're delivering to you, these are just updates from and just something that we want to inspire you to do some self-discovery, understand what works for you. These are by no means prescriptions or something that you should be doing. You should be doing step by step. These are just what has worked for us, what has gone into our routines, and we implore you to create your own. But maybe this will inspire you a little bit. Okay. So now every morning... Um, after I do my little journaling, I will read. So I'll read either a business or a self-improvement book. Uh, right now I'm reading Atomic Habits and I'm almost done with it. It is fucking blowing my mind. Um, and then talk about like being very germane to this conversation. It, it's all about routines and habits and how to form better ones. So I'm reading that right now. And then on the other days, I will do Lacey Phillips' manifestation work. All of you all know that we love Lacey Phillips. It's Lacey Phillips' world and we're just living in it. You know that? Oh my the other day, I was at Craig's, which if you're in LA, you know what Craig's is, with my co-founder, Lauren, and her sister, Kate. We were talking about Lacey Phillips, and Kate goes, so if a test, if you don't pass a test, what does Lacey do? And we, were, and we started laughing because we were like, honestly, sometimes when I pass a test, I think it's like Lacey as the universe, like, telling me. Isn't that funny? Yeah. It's, it's like she it's, is the force. Yeah, it's hard to not use... Her vibe, her energy, her essence, her purse, like just who she is as kind of like this Mother Earth encompassing force. She is really like I, she's I like in of her. She's into Panga. She's using Osea. She's got the baby. She's got this gorgeous house. She's, she's wearing the these hats. The hats are always good. Yeah, the hats are great. It was just so funny because I, I definitely think of her when I think of passing tests and, you know, her you know, worldly advice. Anyways, so I do a little bit of that. Then I will work out. Now, whether that's at home with Obey Fitness or Melissa Wood Health, I like to go on my roof to get a little bit of fresh air, which is nice sometimes. Um, And then now I've been, you know, starting to go back to in-person classes, which has been very exciting. I've been loving p Training Mate, and then the Outdoor Soul Cycle that they have in Century City or Santa Monica. If anyone in LA, any sisters want to go with me, I will gladly go with, you. It's been such a delight to do like a little cycling class outside. And then I come home or I finish. I will wash my face. That's when I do my full skincare routine. Then I'll make my smoothie, which we've already documented in a previous episode. I put moon juice protein powder. It is great. And then I have chlorophyll water. So this kind of carried on from last year because I was drinking the sakara chlorophyll water. Now chlorophyll water is having a moment. It's doing its thing. It's going all over the TikTok. So, as you know about me, I follow the trends. So, it was your uh, current fixation a few episodes ago. It sure was. So, I'm still on it. I'm still doing the kick. I drink that before my smoothie. And then I am ready for the day. I review my to do list and I get to work. Beautiful. I love it. Yeah. I think it's just, I think the difference from what I'm gathering between last year and this year is just you're waking up a little bit later. Exactly. Getting some more sleep and. Oh, I love that. Okay, cool. So my morning routine has changed a little bit. Um, I wake up right now this week, I've been waking up like 530 to 630. I kind of like that zone. But as we said in the episode a year ago, which sisters will link in the show notes, so you can listen to it. So you understand because of the pandemic, I was waking up later. And so getting myself back into that five thirty six thirty 30 zone is a little difficult. It takes a little bit of time. But Um, I like waking up anywhere between 5.30 and 7.00, depending if I need more sleep or whatever. Uh, The first thing I do is I go to the bathroom. I scrape my tongue now every single morning before I drink any water, get all the bacteria off, and then I drink a whole glass of water. I pour my coffee, which is already pre-made. That will never change. It is ready to go, except now my husband makes it the night before and not me because he became a coffee aficionado over quarantine. Um, Then I walk outside and take Luna out to the bathroom and then I come in and I do my morning pages. Still the first thing that I do every single morning, um, just kind of like a 20 to 30 minute journal session. And then after that, so I used to then go for a walk and I used to love my walks when I lived in the apartment because it was in the city and there was like a hill and so it got kind of you know it got my heart rate up and got me sweating and I was around people and I don't know why but the walks around Kensington are just too Pleasantville lazy like chill and so I haven't been doing my morning walks because I tried to do it around Kensington but I just like I don't know wasn't vibing with me so I haven't super been the most consistent with that anymore so after I journal I will make myself breakfast which I pick greens from my garden I make two eggs and a piece of toast after that I will shower and within my shower routine is dry brushing first then I shower then I put body oil all over me you know which one obviously the OCA body oil and then I do my skincare while I stand there naked and let the oil like get into my skin a little bit before putting on pants immediately and then after my skincare routine I get dressed and that's when I check my phone so I don't really look at my phone for about an hour to an hour and a half of my morning then I check my phone I go to texts Instagram and then email so that is my oh and then every now and then after I journal I'll pick a card usually if I'm feeling introspective this morning I did a meditation real quick so I kind of leave some room for testing the energy fields. Um, Mm. So that's my morning routine. Got to, Got to test those energy fields. They always need to be tested. And you know what, Mads? So people always said that the morning routine really sets you up. And it's better to have a routine to get yourself grounded before jumping into your inbox and jumping into your text messages and just having a moment to yourself. And I always with the extensive morning routine I have, I always struggled with that notion, because I was the type of person that before I would literally wake up at six and I would be at my computer in my inbox at 6.05. Like I would start work immediately when I opened my eyes because my brain is kind of the most active the first two hours of the day. And so I naturally would just start working. But now that I've implemented for the last two years a really, really strict morning routine without looking at my phone or my computer for an hour to two hours in the morning, I completely understand the difference in energy I have when I go to open my email versus when I look at my phone if I haven't done all of my things in the morning. Oh, absolutely. I feel it tremendously. And we also recounted a moment that you know like you accidentally looked at your phone and it was like spiraled this whole, you know, energetic efficiency in your in your day and it was just terrible. It was a rabbit hole. Like I So something that I've done differently because after that rabbit hole happened, it happened accidentally. I was checking the date on my phone to journal and I saw an email notification and it was from a client and I saw like the first line and it didn't sound so good. So obviously I'm going to check it immediately. And then it just went to, okay, sis's email. And like, I missed an invoice or something and everything that happened that morning in my inbox I could have totally handled without getting anxious, but because it was off guard and I wasn't centered, I just went down. I went down. Yeah. Yeah. So sisters, if you're looking for at least even one tip, I would say turn off try... your inbox notifications. Well, I I don't even have my email notifications on. I, I check it too much. And regardless, like it's, I'm going to check it. So I just turn Same. off, I turn off all notifications, no Instagram, Same. no, no nothing. So I think don't look at your phone for about an hour or an hour and a half after you wake up. Just try to take, just try to implement some sort of, you time, some sort of reflection and don't, don't put too much pressure on it. I think that's what I've learned is like, sometimes I just like do what I feel is best in that exact moment. And that's okay. Just kind of do that. Do we want to do night routines or do we want to, I I also thought it would be nice for us to put a list together of the habits and routines that we're working on. Yeah, that would be lovely. My night routine is pretty uh, subjective and changes a lot and it's less extensive, except the last P is always, always in there. The last and the washing of the feet so honestly I'm still plagued by the last pee I really want to know if other sisters if you all relate to this it's the reason I don't fall asleep it's the reason I don't motherfucking fall asleep it is it tortures me so I if you don't know what we're talking about like you get into bed you're like ready you may be like reading or doing something and then you're like wanting to go to sleep like you're maybe falling asleep but your brain wakes you up because it's like you gotta pee before you actually go to bed and so even if you don't need to pee but i get up i go pee i come back and then i'm awake and then i'm like oh great now i need to read again and then i fall asleep and i'm like wait the last pee so it's just like (laughs) it's an ever ending cycle I sleep I drink a sleepy time tea before bed and honestly I think instead of drinking that at seven I have to drink it at six like I need to cut myself off of liquids at seven yeah uh, it's it's insane it's something happens in my brain and it it's so annoying and it honestly is the reason I can't go to bed early like it's just something triggers my little brain and it's like you gotta pee you got to do the last B. I know it's crazy. I will also say something about routines because, you know, I use routines and I think routines are such a good, good system, structure, et cetera, for if you're working on something emotionally, if you emotionally feel uprooted, if you just move to a new house, apartment, city, keeping that basic framework of a routine helps you feel grounded. And I remember when, I was kind of in the thick of my emotional healing with with my mental illness and stuff, I would feel good. And then I wouldn't do my routine for a week because I was like, oh no, I I need my routine when I don't feel good. And then it would spiral me down. So if any of you struggle with your mental health, with anxiety, with change, et cetera, having a morning routine is such a good way to automatically tell your body and your nervous system that you're safe because you'll be doing the things on automatic that are familiar to you. So while routines are also really good for productivity, setting your day up right, etc. It's actually also really really important for those who have mental health struggles. Amen. Sister amen. Okay, so let's go through some habits and routines that we're currently working on. As everyone knows, I'm reading Atomic Habits, so it's very top of mind for me. Of like what are the the foundational habits that I want to start to implement in my life? Number one has been money mindfulness. Now, I want to talk about this on another episode and I actually think we should have someone on that is like a finance influencer. (laughs) I love that. Just to kind of discuss this, because I think I have held a lot of shame and a lot of limiting beliefs around money. And I'm sure a lot of people do. It's very taboo to talk about. So we kind of shy away from it or we push it under the rug or we don't really confront it. And I don't even know what came over me. It must have been either the Lacey Phillips unblocking money or just some sort of like budget constraint that I had, but I just felt empowered to take control, get help ask for help which is really really hard to do i have been working with this company called financial gym and i'm going to try to get us a discount for the sisters so stay tuned and basically what they do is they have one-on-one advisors for you that will go through your expenses you tell them your goals you tell them what you're you know you want in the short term and in the long term and they build you a plan and they build you this like very step-by-step easy plan no judgment no shame around anything that, where you're at in the moment It is phenomenal, and it's really changed my perspective on looking at budgeting as something, like, annoying or sad or, like, challenging. Rather, it's something that's empowering. Like, you're saving it for something grander, for something bigger in your future. Like, you think, oh, I can't spend right now, and there's no payoff. No, there's an amazing payoff that's going to happen, you know, so I think I just needed to reorient that in my mind. So definitely money mindfulness has been a habit I'm really, really focused on right now. Another one is uh, nourishing my body. And that means both like eating and drinking intuitively. I think I don't want to ever deprive myself, but I also want to be able to forgive myself and understand how good I feel when I do nourish my body properly. You know, there's just like a strength that happens. There's a fueling that happens. And I think I obviously go to food as a crutch or as something that just like puts a bandaid over a problem. Also do that with alcohol. I think many people relate to that. So I think just confronting those issues not necessarily making like drastic changes but just becoming aware and then just like every little time I reach for something to eat or something to drink just kind of just checking it just be like do I need this do I not and if I if I really want it and I'm craving it, I get it you know but it's just this like sense of no judgment just like awareness of of what I'm putting into my body um yeah, so those are kind of two two big ones that I'm working on those are really beautiful and I think that those are two that I actually am also working on if you listen to scout podcast Mads, you would know that I did a money episode that came out yesterday but we're chill we're good and the the, po- the poetry about the money can be seen on your tiktok yeah everyone go check out the money poetry on tiktok so yeah the things that I'm currently working on right now is my relationship to money and staying in a place of abundance versus fear and scarcity and it's an ongoing process especially with running my own business, I think that with money fluctuating and managing it and et cetera, it's a new frontier for me that I'm actually also looking for assistance in. Not even, I was thinking of also Mads going to financial gym for my personal stuff, but also getting more of like a CMO consulting situation with someone for my business because I think that money is super energetically charged and we get to really work on our relationship with it. And we also get the practical, realistic advice to make sure that our lifestyle and our dreams are happening with the help of money. So, that's also something that I have been working on and something around the food mads that really really helped me because I noticed that the last month I had kind of been in just like a eating things that were easy and the easy things weren't good for me and so it was like Chinese food and ramen or whatever and those heavy heavy meals don't make me feel the best like they're great every now and then but it was kind of becoming just like this easy thing to order that wasn't really making my body feel great and my mental clarity feel great but I recognize that I was doing a little bit of eating psychology or healing around myself a few years ago. And I recognized that food I think for us is equated to love. Because that's how our dad shows his love so significantly to us. His main way of connecting is like, let me bring over food, let me cook you a meal, come over with your friends, I'll cook you guys dinner. And so he's so attached to food. And so he, he shows, you know, he shows his love in many ways, but one of his main, main ways that's been constant and really tangible for us throughout our entire life is that he feeds us and that's how he really shows his love. And so I think that maybe at times when you and I might overeat or emotionally eat, we're actually craving love. And so in moments where I feel like I need to overeat, I'm like, okay, how do I give myself love in another way? Wow. Wow. The, s- the synapses are firing in my brain. Isn't that good? Wow. Wow. Yeah. The things that are wedged in our subconscious. Okay, sisters, we want to hear about your routines. Uh, we're going to talk about it in Geneva, so join us there. Follow us on Instagram at Podcast. You can follow Mads at Maddie Mayo. You can follow me at Scout Sobel, and we love you. We love you.